Hi, welcome back. John Lee here, and welcome to Secrets of the Dealionaire. Uh, creating wealth one small deal at a time. And um, today, we're going to, you know, this is with, um, I like to teach you stuff without breaking the bank, and I'm going to talk today some more about credit. We were doing that um, last time. And you don't need to go to one of them credit doctors and spend a bunch of money to improve your credit scores. And what I've done, I, I was talking a little bit. I wrote a I wrote a book not too long ago. Um, and it's not because I'm trying to sell you a book. I don't want to do that. I don't really care. If you buy it, that's great. If you don't, you don't need to because I'm going to tell you everything pretty much you need to know to improve your credit score on your own. Um, now, there's a lot of uh, those credit doctors out there like we talked about before that try to keep everything shrouded in mystery. Um it's really, there's really no secrets in life. I call everything secrets because that's what a lot of those gurus and some of these other people like to say is, uh, is well, we got all these secrets, things that are unknown. There are no secrets. There's just things you don't know. And I say yet. Okay. And obviously you're, you're here to try to find out some of that kind of stuff without breaking the bank, without spending a lot of money. And that's what I'm, I'm here to, to share with you today. Um, let me tell you how how brief and uh, briefly and how quickly you can you can get into this. Now it does take a little bit of time to actually do some of the steps, uh, and it's not necessarily on your part; it's on other people's part. But we're gonna we're gonna get into this uh, here in a little bit. What I've done is I broke this down into what I say seven simple steps to a higher credit score. Um, I have to for my own sanity my own peace of mind I have to break things down into simple steps so that's what i try to do with everything is make it simple and i want it to be simple for you and simple for you to understand and simple for you to implement so here here are the seven steps and we'll go a little bit more detail in these um number one pay your bills on time okay seems obvious number two don't necessarily close older and are paid off accounts Number three, don't get unnecessary credit inquiries. Number four, uh, proportion of balance to limits. You want to keep those at a certain percentage, uh, which will make a huge difference on your credit score. Number five, you're going to want to dispute incorrect information. Number six, uh, we want to add a fraud statement. Um, or really any kind of statement to our uh, to our credit report. We'll talk more about that. And then number seven, after you do all that, just sit back, smile, and relax, and just wait for everything to come, you know, to take care of itself, because it will. So we'll get right into a little bit more details here. Okay, to fo actually follow these steps, the first thing you probably want to do is uh, get a copy of your credit report. Now, there's... Uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of ways you can do this. There's a few ways actually. Um, I'm going to tell you the easiest way is to just go to. I like Credit Karma. There's a couple other ones out there, but go to creditkarma.com um, and just you'll have to open up an account. You don't have to give them a lot of information. Uh, now this will this will show you your approximate scores. It's not like a tri merge report. If you go for a mortgage or sometimes some of the other loans that are out there, they're going to want what they call a tri merge. Uh, 
credit report, which is all three bureaus. Okay, you don't have to worry so much about that to, to work start working on improving your credit. We're not going to get into those kind of details right now. Um, I go into a little bit more of them in some in in the book and some other things. But for, basically, for our purposes, you just want to see where you're at because you got to see where you want to start. Then once you get a copy of that, now this is uh, also a uh, light inquiry. We'll talk more about inquiries uh, in, in another step. But the first thing you want to do is you want to look and see where you're at and see how many bills you have that you've been paying on time. Now, I say pay your bills, but pay them on time. Um, with with the credit bureaus, the way the, uh, you know, everybody has to pay to report this. All the all your creditors have to pay a fee to report to the credit bureaus. And they will normally, and, and you might see this on your mortgage or some of your other, uh, your other accounts, they'll say it's due by the 1st and you'll have what they want to call it is a grace period until the 15th well a lot of people use that and that's that's it, that's not all really bad um, one thing to keep in mind though I know with mortgages uh, when I was a mortgage broker we see we saw this a lot people would pay um, you know pay on the let's say the 10th of the month so you weren't technically late you were within it within your grace period as far as your creditor was concerned um, they do charge you interest though for every day that you do not have it in by the due date, in, in this case, on the 1st. So uh, a lot of times it's not a whole lot of money. In the long run, though, if you get in the habit of doing that every month, um, that, that could be several thousand dollars over the period of your uh, you know lifetime of your loan. Um, and, it, and where I really noticed this was when we get payoffs um, from some of the companies out there. And they would tack on money and people wouldn't think that they owed this extra money, but they would. And in order to pay off a loan, you're going to pretty much be at their mercy and go what they say. Now, another thing with the uh, with with paying your bills on time um, is the way they report them to the credit bureau. If you have, uh, if you're... you're payment is due on the 1st and let's say you don't get that during the grace period but you get it there on the 28th or of, of the month 27th of the month uh, um, you know February on leap years could be even the, the 29th but if they credit it along that line you're still within 30 days as long as you're within 30 days they will not report it late to the credit bureau Okay, they might charge you a late fee, which they normally will, and they they may take on some interest, which they normally will, but it will not be considered late. Now, you want to you want to keep everything in line. One of the things when you get your credit report, you're going to see uh, how many bills you have uh, that you know your payments as far as. They go by increments: thirty days, sixty days, and ninety days late. Okay, now obviously the more the later you are on your payments, the worse your credit score is going to get. And time will cure a lot of that. Let's say you had an illness or got lost a job or something and you went rolling, even though you're still paying, but let's say you have rolling 90 days. Well, and you catch that up, start paying on time. It's usually after a period of about six months, you'll see things to start turning around again. Okay, that's not going to go away. Um, they are going to stay on there, you know, as far as the payments goes, but your score will reflect the on-time payments once you start making them again. So step number one is to um, go ahead and just, just make your payments on time. Okay, That's going to help your, your credit score tremendously. Paying your bills on time also accounts for a huge portion of your score. Percentage-wise, it's 35% of your overall score is determined by your on-time payment history. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, and step number two, um, don't necessarily close older 
and our paid off accounts. So a lot of times what we want to do is we'll pay off an account and you want to run over there and close it, especially if it's a credit card of, of some type, revolving account. That's not always in your best interest. Now, it may be in your best interest not to use that. Uh, for a while, but a lot of your your score, which is uh, well, it's about fifteen percent, is based on your credit history. So, in fact, I've had some some accounts I've had now for twenty twenty years, or a little bit more than twenty years, and I won't I won't close them. What I will do is maybe use them every six months and buy a tank of gas or something like that, because utilization is important. You don't want to have no credit. Because um, then you won't have a score either. That's a little another story. But um, you do want to have some utilization, but you don't necessarily want to close it because the long longevity is huge on your um, on on your score. Uh, you know, fifteen percent. I mean, it may not seem like much, but you know, for you know, let's you know, for every uh, hundred uh, score of a hundred, if you lose fifteen points, that could be a tremendous amount. So you want to keep that in mind, too. Um, so you don't necessarily want to close your older accounts. Now, the types of accounts also make a little difference. Um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of different accounts out there. Revolving are always the best. Mortgage loans are good. Car loads, loans and notes are good um, as far as, as being good, stable, stable loans. There's some things, oh, you got payday loans out there and title loans, things like that. Those are not always necessarily good because of the way they're, they're reported. Um, and that gets into your proportion of balance to limits, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but as far as the, the types of accounts, just uh, store cards are not the best if you've got a J.C. Penney's or a Macy's card or something like that. And what happens a lot is people will go into uh, into the store and they'll say, "Oh, let's say, let's say you do go into Macy's and they'll say, well, if you open a credit account with us today of three hundred, since you're buying something for two hundred eighty dollars, if you open something, you know, open an account today, we'll give you a three hundred dollar credit line and we'll give you ten percent off. Well, that sounds great. And you think you might, you know, you're credit's pretty good, which it, it you know, maybe, and you'll open that account, well, immediately your proportion of balance is, goes wacko, which um, we'll talk about that in another step, but it's uh, it's it's just something that um, you, you really don't want to do necessarily because it's it's not looked at like a good card. You may want to just take, pull out your Visa or your MasterCard or, or even, you know, your debit card, pay cash for it, but that's, you know, those, those uh, revolving accounts, um, with store cards are not nearly as good for your credit as your uh, as your regular, um, you know, credit cards, your your uh, Visa cards and your Mastercards and and um, you know even Discover things like that. So that's something you want to keep in mind, though. And but don't necessarily close your older accounts. That's a uh, a thing that a lot of, a lot of us do, and we we think it's a good thing, but you don't necessarily want to do that um, as far as your score is concerned because fifteen percent is quite a bit. Okay, that brings us to step three, which is a pretty simple one, really, is don't get unnecessary credit inquiries. Now, this don't seem like a big deal, but it does account for 10% of your uh, of your overall credit score. Now, there's hard inquiries and soft inquiries, they call them. Um, and inquiries, if you go for a loan or uh, you know a mortgage or, or apply for a credit card or something like that, they're going to pull a hard inquiry. They're going to check your credit. They're going to see if you pay your bills on time. That's a lot of what they base you know, base their decision on. Um, a lot of unnecessary ones I've seen, though. I've been to um, football games and, and things like that where they'll have uh, you know one of the major credit card companies might have a booth set up outside and say, oh, you'll get a free stadium blanket you know, when you apply for this card today. Well, 
you know, yeah, you will. And that's, I've seen a lot of people do that, but a lot of times that could pull you down just enough. I've seen, I've talked to people when I was a, when I was a mortgage broker, talked to people that just did that a couple of weeks before, and then they'd pull the final credit report right before they get their loan. And their score would drop just a few points and it puts them in another category and they get a higher interest rate. So, you know, it, yeah, I guess it was cold that day and they needed, they wanted that stadium blanket, which, you know, it's real cool. It's got the logo on there, the team's logo and the credit card's logo, but it's not that cool. Um, so that's something you don't want to get unnecessary ones. And if you have a uh, copy of your credit report, you can see that it stays on there for two years. You can see who's... Uh, Who's actually looked at your credit in the last two years? Now you can dispute some of them, and we'll we'll talk about disputes later. Um, but as far as the the inquiries, now there's soft inquiries also. There's a lot of the credit uh, they call monitoring companies out there this this day uh, today, and they'll say, well, we're going to look at it for fraud. That's their that's their big excuse, and I say a lot of that's fraud myself. Them just wanting to look at your report because what they do, and if you look in the fine print on most of our credit card accounts, it says you know they'll raise your rate if you're if you're late on your payment or so many times late on your payment. If you look in the fine print though, it also says on any of your accounts. So I know there's a couple of them out there that think that's you know they try to make it sound so good. We're going to look at your credit every month and monitor it for you. Well, the thing is, is they will. Um, they will actually look at all your accounts and let's say that you have one credit card you've been paying on and they're the ones that look at it and you had two that because of an illness or you know, loss of a job or something, you were a couple times late on it. They could actually raise your interest rate right there just because of the other cards. So that's that's another way that you, you just want to be a little cautious about some of that. And um, even though it's a soft inquiry, they can raise your rate too. So that's something that you want to be you want to be pretty pretty concerned with, and just uh, um, you know, and and just be aware of that. Okay, another step I want to talk to you about today is step number what I call step number four, and that's your uh, proportion of balance to limits. Okay, you want to keep that around. Oh, maybe 30 or 40% of what you owe, or even less is actually better. Now, the proportion to balance the limits, it, that's a big one that a lot of people are unaware of because uh, they'll be paying their bills on time. Everything's fine as far as they, they know not, not being late. This accounts actually for 30% of your overall score. Okay, and what, what I actually mean um, by proportion of balance to limits, let's say you have a $1,000 limit on your, on your credit card. Okay, and let's say your balance is at nine hundred dollars, and you're paying your card just fine. Well, that you're over thirty or forty percent of what the actual limit is, as far as you, what your balance is. So that's gonna you're gonna take a big hit on your credit score with that. And just for comparison, let's say let's say you have a twenty thousand dollar limit on on one of your credit cards, and you owe five thousand dollars. Okay, and just the same scenario, you're making your payments on time. Uh, you're going to have a much better credit score, even though the five thousand dollars is way more than nine hundred. But you're with the owing oh, five thousand on a twenty thousand dollar limit. You're only at twenty five percent of your overall proportion of balance to limits. Okay, that that makes all the difference in the world. Now, people, um, you know, people. Uh, don't don't always realize that. I know I, I didn't know it until I started looking at a lot of this stuff. It's like, well, why did my credit score go down this month? Well, you went over uh, the percentage that they're they're interested in. 
Okay, and that's something you want to be uh, be cautious and just be aware of. You want to keep that down. Now, a lot of times, what you can do is you can you can if you have a pretty good payment history, you can call to increase your limit. That will help. And I, I think I talked about that earlier with the uh, when we were talking about the the gurus and the false prophets and the uh, in the real estate industry that they they want you to raise your credit limits. Um, they have different motives and different reasons. Uh, let's say you do have a thousand uh, dollar limit though. And let's say that you know you, you they'll raise you up to up to three thousand uh, dollars as far as your limit goes. Well, that same nine hundred dollars now is under you know is, is about thirty percent. So that's a much better situation to be into as far as your proportion of balance to limits. So that's just a, th- a couple of things that a lot of people are not aware of. Um, and I really want you to be be aware of that. Now, when you get your credit report, it will talk about that. Um, a little bit, you know, you'll, you'll be able to see what those percentages are. Get, get your calculator out and just see. Okay, so today we talked about the first uh, four simple steps um, to a higher credit score, which I put into seven simple steps. Uh, we did talk about paying your bills on time, how important that was. Uh, it's 35% of your overall credit score as far as the uh, – your score goes. We talked about not necessarily closing older accounts and paid off accounts, um, 15% towards your overall credit credit history as far as your credit score goes. And we talked about not getting unnecessary uh, inquiries. Now that, that accounts for 10% of your overall credit score. It doesn't seem like a, a lot, but it can add up to quite a bit. And then we talked about uh, what I think is one of the biggest ones is step number four is your proportion of balance to limits. And we talked about that that accounts for 30% of your overall uh, credit score. And we we talked about getting those down below about 30, 40% as far as what your balance is to your to your limits. So those are those are very important. We'll, we'll get into the well the next few steps here, five, six, and seven um, next time. Um because we're running out of run low on time today. So anyway, I you know I, I hope this has been helpful. And again, just thank thank you for tuning in today. Um, Secrets of a Dealionaire. I always like to give you some um, some good value, and you know, and and real estate education that does not break the bank. Uh, so many people out there want to take your money. I'm not I'm not here to do that. I'm here to help you and and help you any way I can. So and this is just something that I know somewhat about. Again, I do have a book on this, which I'm not trying to sell, but you can check it out if you'd like. It's uh, Secrets Those Credit Doctors Don't Want You to Know, and Seven Simple Steps to a Higher Credit Score. Um, as always, if you got any questions on this or anything we've talked about, uh, my personal email address is thedealionaire at gmail.com. And um, you can always go to my website at thedealionaire.com. This is John Lee again, and thank you. Thank you for listening today.